Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Zach? Yes, Mish, which up? You know something that we haven't touched on enough, even though we touch on it every episode? What? <laughs> it's that you are currently at acting school. Yes, I am. I, I'm, I'm studying uh, acting at the University of Ballarat Arts Academy. I yeah. hope to be the next Robin Nevin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I cannot wait to um, tread the boards mm. uh, as, a, as a serious Shakespearean actor. And who knows, from time to time, maybe let my comedy chops uh, play mm. out. Maybe in some of those silly, like Puck, when I play Puck in, um, in a yeah. Shakespeare play. Um, something I've never thought to tell you as a 21 year old who's currently doing community theatre in Heidelberg mm. in yeah, Victoria. Heidelberg um, theatre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm um, familiar. Even having a conversation with someone who's a second year acting student yeah, man. is massive for me. <laughs> you know, you're, you're a real inspiration for me and one day, I hope, one day maybe I could be just like you. Mish, um, if you dream... You may one day achieve. And, but I have to say, second year acting is not easy. If you thought VCE was tough, uh, second year acting is a whole nother thing. It mm. is insane. They just break you down and build you up. Um, but just, it's all worth it because I think every single one of the people I'm studying with, all mm. of us, are going <laughs> to become successful dramatic actors. Yeah, I, yeah, of course. I think every single person. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be massive. Um, but I just want to say, Zach, like how yeah. much I appreciate you guiding me through uh, this world of acting because mm. you and I, we both want to be actors, man. We both want to make it in the theatre. You might be Robin Nevin, but I might be Carolyn O'Connor. It could happen for me. That's what we're hoping And for. I'm really hoping. And what I want to say is that I feel so supported by you. I feel really cool because mm. I get to hang out with you. And... One of the things that you do to support me in my goal to one day get to acting school in Ballarat, in regional mm. Victoria. Because mm. um, it's tough. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a cohort of 30. And That's insane, sometimes, sometimes the audition uh, the audition list is 50 to 60 people. That's so insane. <laughs> and for tough, a city man. girl like me, I grew up in the city. I live in the city. Mm. To move to a really tiny, uber small country town like Ballarat. Yeah. It's, that's huge, man. But I just want to say thank you so much for your support. Uh, one of the things that you've done to help me navigate this and to show me support is by bringing some of your acting school friends onto the podcast today. Yeah. Um, this is massive for me. This is massive for me. Um, I'm in the presence of three professional acting students. Oh, I wouldn't go <laughs> that far. You know, we're still learning. We're still growing. And that's, that's what we've discovered um, that's what we've discovered, Mish. Um, but, but beyond the, that as well, like the fact, like we've, we've touched on this in previous podcasts, mm. that I come from an all-girls school. Yeah. So I grew up all around women. I had a single mum and a big sister, so it was all women. I just want to say thank you so much for introducing me to some boys. Oh, okay. Um, some, now some, the truth some, comes out. Yeah, look, I'm like some sexy 20-something-year-old lads. 
Uh, it's just, it's fucking sick. And let me tell I'm you, the envy of all my private school friends. Let me tell you, let me tell you, you better stay away from these boys. These are bad boys. They're no good for you. Well, actually, let's introduce them because one of them I actually know quite well. Let's, um, you know longer than me. But I also just want to say, so these are these are um, two two of uh, two of uh, your my my dear friends, but your dear dear friends as well. Um, they are. They are, um, uh, one is studying music theatre second year at Ballarat University um, and I see a future playing um, every version of Jack Black that's been converted into a musical form. The other, <laughs> the other um, is a wonderful, strong actor. He did like music for a time but I, I think he's really discovering a love of acting and will stick with that rather than become a composer and, uh, and musician. Mm. They are... Um, they are two wolves. Uh, they are two um, godlike wolves. Godlike wolves. Uh, they are the gods of wolves, and their band is currently called Who's Marty? It's <laughs> Joe and Tom from hey. Ballarat University. How's it going, lads? Whoa! How's How's intro. Going? Thank you. This is very, very exciting. Like, um, okay, so, like, yeah, whatever, it's 2009, but hypothetically if it was 2020, this would be over Zoom chat, which is a very futuristic uh, It's like chatting. Skype. It's kind of like Skype. Um, it's never going to take off. How's it going to beat out Skype? Skype is <laughs> it's big. Skype is um, the only way to talk video online. Voice over IP, man. That was That's a big deal. It's massive. Huge. Um, but, like, so for 2009, Mish, right, I've known Tom for quite a while at this point, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll leave that for a second. Um, I don't think people understand how big it is that I'm in the presence of Ballarat Arts Academy's Joe Kosky because he was the hot shit at university and he knows it. Like, you fucking know it, Joe. Like, he was the hot he shit. Is, he and is now much. I'm Zoom chatting with is. him. Can't I no one is. thought that was going to fucking happen. I am currently 18 years old and King Dick. <laughs> That's what's happening right now. Yeah, mm. it's pretty massive. How you going, guys? Yeah, really, really well, well, thanks. Stoked to um, be here. Th- thank you so much for watching MasterChef for us. Uh, it's much appreciated. For you? No, that was for us. We love really MasterChef this year, don't we, Tommy? Yeah, I really enjoyed the episodes. I didn't understand why they brought back those two dumb cunts just for them to get fucking sent straight home. Like, what the fuck was the point of that? But apart from that... <laughs> Tom has literally summed up... Three episodes in one sentence. That was, I was going to drag that out for 20 minutes. Yeah, we, that was going to be a long time. Coming. Oh, that's so good. Um, I think it's a good course, preamble. Of course, we are in uh, finals week um, and uh, such exciting stuff. As Tom said, they brought back uh, Julia. Julia. Yeah. Julia. And they brought back Greg, uh, Norman. Greg Norman and those two, uh, those two competitors who, who bet out chefs, um, they've now been brought back. And I have to say, we were, we were, they were the ones to beat. Um, Absolutely. We, the whole time we've been saying, like, there's nothing but benefit to be removed from the competition <laughs> to come, to ha- then have the rest of the competitors compete through this show, come back right at the very end and expect to beat them. There's mm. nothing but benefit there. Yep. And I, I, I was shocked and surprised that mm. they both went home so quickly. Um, 
There was one just, after the other, just like one after the other. It was like working in a professional kitchen, which is what they were doing in the interim, is a very different prospect that involves like doing one part of a meal many, many times. It's a very different prospect to making two pies in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I mean, maybe staying if I can, in the conversation. If I can relate it. If I can relate it to something that we all know very well, which is, um, well, you're yet to find out, Mish, but drama school. Mm. Um, One day, fingers crossed. (laughs) I would say being in drama school versus being in the industry is sort of like being in MasterChef versus being a cook in a commercial kitchen because Mm. you very occasionally experience the whole gamut of, Mm. of the cooking world. Just mm. as in the acting industry, when Zach, you you eventually become Robin Nevin, mm. you're going to be cast in Robin Nevin type roles at MTC mm. and STC for the rest of your career, correct? Yeah. Yes. But absolutely. here at university, you're experiencing the whole gamut. You've got yeah. the whole gamut and, at your fingertips, and, Robin and you're Nevin ready for is that. Essentially, like for those of you who don't know who Robin Nevin is, because not everyone who listens. Pish posh Michelle. Arty like us. I thought the only Um, people listening were our friends at university. Yeah, pretty much. But (laughs) for the very few that aren't arty like we are, arty and indie like we are, Robin Nevin is to theatre what George Columbaris is to the culinary industry. She's she's a thief. What? What do you mean? What are you talking about? What are you talking uh, about? I just love this George. feeling. We I got this George. bad fucking feeling. You got about a bad that guy. feeling on George? Yeah, Whoa! <laughs> Holy shit! Um, no, we love George. Robin George. Nevin was the uh, the sick cunt from the ma- the second Matrix. She was the sick yes. cunt from the second Matrix. You're absolutely yes. right, uh, Tom. So from also, uh, last year in 2008, I just saw her in August Sage County. Uh, and and she was remarkable. Superb. What a beautiful set. What um, an incredible show. But I t- and she was superb. But must I say, if she were thrown into second year of the University of Ballarat Arts Academy, sink or swim, bitch. Do you know luck. what they would say to her? <laughs> they would say to her, Robin, I know you can play uptight, uh, uptight, um, uh, uh, cold, older women, yeah. but I want to see you play Puck. Yeah, I want to see you play. Uh, uh, I want to see you play the romantic lead. Hit How are you going to go Robin. in Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? See, this is the thing. I, I, I remember. I remember our first our first day of drama school. They sat us down and and they would say to people, they'd say, "You're a leading man, and you know what? You're never going to play a leading man for the next three years because you can do that. You'll be able to do that." And I think that's. I'm going to say, as someone who's in the bubble and hasn't come out to the real world, mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to train people. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think it's to steer them completely yeah. away from what... I think... Yeah. I have a feeling, like, hypothetically, mm. if I were to go to art school, say, next year in 2010 mm. and join you all there, um, I think the best way I would learn is if I'm cornered in a class with 30 other people and a man 30 years my senior is yelling at me and pointing his finger at me mm. and telling me to stop trying to be funny. We mm. fucking get it. Yep. You're mm. fucking funny. Yeah. We mm. get it. Everyone's laughing at you now, not with you. Yeah. I think that's how I'll learn best. I mean, that's, yeah. that's is the being experience. being screamed at by an, an older man. And that's the experience mm. we all crave. That's what, yeah. that's what we want from drama school is to that's be real drama emotionally school. and mm. physically berated in front of our peers. I want yeah. to be. I want. I want someone who doesn't have a psychology degree to decide 
who I am as a person, make a diagnosis, and then <laughs> bully me for three years based on that. Mm. So fingers crossed and, they get and it right. And hopefully they use their own personal uh, opinions of your yourself uh, yeah. as ammunition against you. Hopefully yeah. they can't see everything for what it is. They they read into it all and then persecute you based on what they assume. Uh, yeah. yeah, is happening for you. And I'm I think, gonna. I think I'm, one of the best things as well is that when you started acting, again, this is just an assumption because I haven't mm-hmm, started there mm-hmm. yet. When you started acting school, they tell you that you're going to get variety. They want to see mm-hmm. your versatility. They're ready to throw you into something that you're not used to. And then I'm sure you will be cast as the funny sidekick for three years. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That and seems I, that seems like what acting school might be like. Maybe. I, I get the sense that with music theatre, um, Joe, uh-huh. uh, everyone that will leave uh, everyone that will leave the course and get jobs in choruses of professional musicals will play the leads, and everyone that will leave the course and become teachers will play the, will be in the chorus. Is that generally the system? <laughs> That's what they intend, yeah. But they're also they're also really pushing for me to be a romantic lead, and I have this gut feeling that I'm gonna. Uh, graduate from university and slowly but surely gain 30 to 35 kilos and actually yeah, not be eligible. Yeah, and actually not be eligible for any of those roles. But, you know, well, Joe, we'll see what currently happens. in 2009, you're very sexy. You're very smelly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you're very you. sexy no in a boyish, skinny way. Yeah. I am, like, I am often on your the prowl musical for theater a, sexy. You know what I mean? Great. Yeah. <laughs> Clean yeah. cut, but just a little bit of mystery. Yeah. I am often on the prowl for a first year hottie, so yeah. look out. Strong jawline. Great. Yeah. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I could be that first year hottie. I think you could too. I reckon if I started at Ballarat Arts Academy, I'd definitely be the hottie. Yeah. At a musical theatre school. Definitely. Mish Witchrup will be the hottie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you and all the other girls in your class who wanted to get into the music theatre course but couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and if you do get in, Mish, um, I'm sure I'll keep an eye out for you and make sure everyone treats you with respect. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling if I get into the Arts Academy, just hypothetically, if I yeah. get into the Arts Academy in 2010. I hope you do. Tom and I might get really, really drunk in O-Week and he'll yell at a boy for hitting on me. <laughs> and that boy will then never speak to me again for three years. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think what, that, what, that did, would... did you want that boy to hit on yeah. you? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, right. absolutely not. He made me very uncomfortable. Hypothetically, and... good job, Tom. Yeah. Hypothetically, How good job. How are you job. finding acting school, Tom? You're like, Look, I reckon this is going to be massive for you. To be fucking honest, mate, like I wasn't going to come back for second year, but mum and dad said they weren't going to pay for my rent and I couldn't live with them. Uh, at home, so I really love no parents choice but to go back for second year. And, That's uh, the kind of passion we want to hear. It's, mm. it's, yeah. it's the passion that we hear from Tom all the time. But the thing about Tom is, and you might not know this, this is why I mentioned Who's Marty, um, which is the name of the band they're in. Um, uh, Tom is really, really, really good. He occasionally will use computer programs to make electronic music, and that's okay. But he is really good at shredding on the electric guitar. He sure is. Thank God you said that mm. because the first thing you said he likes doing was so nerdy. Yeah, but, but also... <laughs> that's so nerdy of that you, tickles, Tom. But the electric guitar, that's pretty that's sexy. Cool. That's cool. Nothing pretty cool. will ever replace the electric guitar. But no. if you are interested in that nerdy stuff, you should check out Cozy and Cars. 
because Tom's got a pretty cool side project going on at the moment. I think oh. it could be really big, cozy. Wow, cars. that's that's the name mm. of your. And what is that? Is that like that's your a reference beatbox? to smoking weed to punching hongers inside an auto vehicle. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So when you've only got like, but also when you're as a twenty-one-year-old girl, that also sounds pretty cool. Oh, that's, that's so yeah. cool. petrifying, but pretty cool. <laughs> Can I just say, guys, how good is Skins? Love Skins. Oh love Skins. How love good skins. is Skins? Uh, the theme song skin. is the greatest song of all time. I feel like I wouldn't be cool if I didn't like Skins. You have yeah. to. You have to watch Skins. If you're shredding on electric guitar mm. and. Being an A-grade musical theatre hottie, you mm. have to watch Skins. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's very important. Um, My friend f- gave it to me on a USB. What's oh. your yeah. favourite? Before we get, get a into USB the that big? first... <laughs> What's that? I've never seen a USB me. big it was enough only to hold two, a series. two episodes at a time. Oh, uh, yeah, it must be. I had someone give me a USB of uh, movies this year in second year university. <laughs> they gave me a USB of movies. No, no, they had a hard drive of movies and they connected it to my, my um, laptop and they downloaded them all. They had like what 30, laptop 40 have you got? movies. Have you got an Asus? Uh, I do have an Asus. My um, my uh, my uncle, who is an IT person, built yeah. it for me out of the best parts. Do you like the red button mouse where you can just love it? Yeah, love it. Yes. I've got two games. Uh, it doesn't it. get any better than that. They're never going to be able to get like a better mouse than that. In about no. in about two years' time, hypothetically, when I'm at acting school, for fuck's sake, in about two years' time, yeah. my friend's boyfriend will say to me, oh, let me help you out. I'll put all my movies from my USB onto your computer Mm. and he'll do that. And then when I open it up that night to browse what he's put on there, essentially the only thing he's put on there is Indiana Jones and all of his porn. (laughs) 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 And I I watched and I was just like, the fuck is this? And I watched all his porn. How was it? Like average porn, porn <laughs> like just run of the but mill. Like, but but keep in mind, in two thousand and eleven, there is a movie that is released called Pirates, mm. which is yeah, we all know that. We yeah. um, he put ex- that on my computer, and then I he came back like the next week to visit his girlfriend, who was my housemate at the time, and he'd obviously always known the what he'd done. Like never the bride, huh? Mm. He'd obviously <laughs> known at the time what. He'd like he'd realized that the USB that he put onto my computer also contained all of his porn, and he was very uncomfortable because I didn't consent to that. (laughs) I think he was probably trying to. Porn. I think that was a play. I think the whole thing was a play. Yeah, if I'm honest, that's the kind of shit that I would do in 2009. I'll, what I'll what just, fucking I'll just what kind of a my, play is that? I I'm just going to put all my else. porn on her computer and see if she likes it. <laughs> and then the next she time says, I see her, I'll just be really uncomfortable. And if she puts me at ease about it, then it's on. And then yeah, she'll say something like, "I didn't put that kind of ease." He was shocking that. <laughs> she'll say something like, "She'll say something like, um, um, oh, I actually watched a few episodes." And then I'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm in, boys. Yes. <laughs> Who who's your housemate this year in 2009? Me. Yeah. 2009. I currently live by myself. Oh actually. wow! There you go. Um, I live by myself with I our thought... family dog because my parents oh. travel overseas to try and save their marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I oh, know. Do you think they'll um, succeed? Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. That's, that's fine. Um, uh, so I don't currently have a housemate and the housemate 
the hypothetical housemate in two years' in 2000, time. 2011. I yeah. will not say who that is until we are not recording. Okay, <laughs> that's fair, yeah. Um, so we should launch into it because this mm. is the first mm. time in a long time where there's been three just solid episodes that are all worth talking about. Usually mm. there's a lot of filler, but my God, you guys were lucky. Yeah. Um, and I'm so fucking excited that we're on finals week, Zach, when Ellie died. Oh, my God. And let's just massive. Can we it preface, felt like it was never coming. <laughs> can we preface the fact that we've got six finalists, three of whom with the names Julie, Julia and... Justine. Justine. Just, Justine. I was watching the Fuck. director's commentary uh, of Zoolander on DVD and um, and there was a writer on it as well. And someone said to the writer, how do you think of names? And he said, my, I don't really know, but my number one rule is I never give two main characters a name starting with the same letter because yeah. that's confusing. <laughs> Smart. Mm. That's unfortunately when you are... When you are um, um, uh, reality show, you can't give. Why people can't fake you names. just just call them well, their they middle on, fucking name? It's not that's hard. That's what they do on Big Brother. They, yeah. that's they what they, they do on, on Flavor of Love. Yeah, mm. Flavor Flav gives all his women <laughs> nicknames. Like we've buns. Given, <laughs> we've given some yeah. people nicknames. Great. So we've we've got Meat Guy, we've Greg got, Norman, uh, Greg Norman, but neither of them are the Julie Julia. Justine. Justine. So the way we differentiate it is Julie Goodwin is the person that won't win the show. Now she's fucking shit. Yeah, Julia. She's going to win. And Julia is really young. Say in comparison to someone like Chris, who's old. Who's really old, yeah. (laughs) So that's there's a difference there. Um, And there's Hat Guy. Chris is Hat Guy. Chris is Mm. a living, breathing hobbit. Um. He's all right. You, yeah, he, yeah, he's all right. Zach's but you also me know. Really well to say stuff you like also that. know that he's that guy that I just ran away from. From you know, we all tried to leave our identities from high school behind mm. in the last couple yeah. of years, and he he embodies my Dungeons and Dragons playing friends that I ran away mm. from. Um, he he actually makes me feel like Zach. You should stop wearing your fedora to parties. Yeah, you say that, but <laughs> the difference is mine isn't a I cheap fedora. I think he's fedora. going to for several years. I got it from years. a hat shop uh, on Flinders Street on a trip to Melbourne. Oh, that's much cooler. Well, that is yeah, cooler. Cool. So I went to Melbourne. I caught the train to Melbourne from my hometown of the Latrobe Valley um, a couple of years ago when I was uh, 17. Um, and, with, and with my friends, I went to... Um, uh, out of the closet and um, retro star, just all the cool vintage off stores. Off the tree. Off mm. the tree. Um, so basically like the vintage stores where they'll like, um, they will curate for you. They'll go into the op shops and for you they will curate the best of those op shops, buy those items of clothing and then charge three times the amount for them. <laughs> Love yeah. it. I went on a trip and I found that fedora at the hat store on the bottom corner of Flinders Street Station and I <laughs> loved it mm. and I just had to buy it. Um, I we think all, it's very cool and I wear and it with, a, with a T-shirt and a blazer. You just got to make sure. It's to say that sure. Chris's fedora is like, that's a Dimmy's fedora. Yeah. That's for surely a Dimmy's fedora. You Zach know, would never stoop so low. Zach's indie. Yeah, I'm and indie. you know what's awesome about buying it at Flinders Street Station is that just across the road there's a sick danger field. There's the sickest danger field yeah. across the road. So you can just from Flinders Street Station and, and you can get some suspenders or whatever. It just well, complements the long sideburns. 
I love to go to um, Dangerfield and like get t-shirts, like band t-shirts. Mm. Um, not of the bands I listen to, nah. but the, the bands Ironic. that I listen to mention in interviews. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. people will think I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, see, with Dangerfield, Dangerfield is so cool and trendy. Well, and it's definitely where you should shop if you... If you go to underground indie clubs, mm. see, I'm too fat for Dangerfield, but oh, I accessorize the shit out of myself from Dangerfield. <laughs> that's, I buy that's all the accessories from Dangerfield because my thick ass ain't big enough, and at the moment, that's a problem. <laughs> Yo, I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. no, you don't, Joe. You're so thin. You're uh, so skinny, Joe. But I have You're the so feeling skinny. that I'm not going to stay this way, so I can't mm. go buying pants from Dangerfield, can I? I'm going to, yeah. uh, you're so skinny. And right now, right now, when I look at you as a skinny 18 year old, I go, yeah. that works, that works for you. And I'm never going to yeah. like in the future, look back and go, who is that gangly looking cunt? <laughs> <laughs> he really did need to put on a few kilos <laughs> yeah. to just grow into himself. Yeah. It was like um, a fucking bobblehead. <laughs> right, guys, we have to we have to talk about Master Chef. Okay, yes, yeah, yes, 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 please. Um, okay, so as Joe mentioned, uh, Greg, Norman, and young little girl Julia are back in the competition. They were previously um, taken out of the competition because they beat celebrity chefs like like Pete Evans, who's that maniac. Uh, <laughs> they beat Pete Evans, so they get to come back for finals week. So mm-hmm. they're yep. back. Yep. Um, the challenge for the first episode of part one of finals week is the $10 meal challenge. Mm. So they have to, yeah, we remember this. Can, can yeah. I just say, by the, by the way, on the beating the celebrity judge thing, I feel like they're going to stop doing that at some point because it's just fucking embarrassing for the celebrity chefs that lose. Yes. I feel be like a they're just going to stop. Yeah, well, we're guaranteed a season two of MasterChef. Uh, Excellent. And the things that I think that we can definitely be sure of is uh, that Sarah Wilson will be the host. 100%. Yeah. Um, George She's Colum- unstoppable. George Columbaris will be a chubby, lovable man. Yep. And uh, they will definitely keep doing celebrity challenges. Yes. I think. Um, uh, I'm starting to think, though, that maybe they need to mix up this immunity idea um, maybe they need to do something slightly different, but I don't know what they could do. Yeah, because um, it was tough for the guys coming in. It was a real surprise for me. What mm. I just like the idea that they do seven to eight challenges every day, and then we get to see them in their own home, very exhausted. I I don't think I'd watch <laughs> yeah. the show otherwise. Mm. Yeah, anyway. I know what you mean. Like when they do the start of each episode and you get to see them in their big brother yeah, house. Yeah, in their big brother house. It's essentially oh, when they eat the toast. We've established yeah, that all they do in that house is, yeah, is eat toast shit. and read recipe books. Yeah. And sleep in child-sized beds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and sleep in very small single beds with Ikea, sh- yeah, Ikea sheets. Um, anyway, so they're in the warehouse. Right. They get told they have $10 to cook a meal. Julie right. calls herself a budgetarian, which Budget, is which yeah, that's so funny. Great call. But also, guys, aren't we all budgetarians? We all go shopping yeah, at Coles at midnight for the best deals. That's when we made a Coles. And if you can get a cheap uh, barbecue chicken at Coles, yeah. my God. Mm. What my a, last what meal was frozen packet veggies on steamed rice with some sweet chili sauce on top. So I'll tell you yeah. what. I remember that's actually only pretty good. for three yeah. months. What's that? I only ate migraine for three months last year. When oh, I was my goodness. Tom is the first person in 70 years to contract scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I remember I, yeah, I, I, last year I lived off like goon and migraine. Mm. Yeah. But now I'm taking a turn. I'm, I'm um, 
lifting it up and now sometimes I'll have dim sim sandwiches as well. Yeah, mm. chuck See, in a sandwich. See, this is the difference between you guys who are uni students and myself who live alone in the burbs, uh, you know, working full-time in retail, fitting large women to bras. Hot. Um, what I'm able to do is cook a bit more. So what I do is mm. more like tuna pasta. Like, mm. uh, yeah. So like nice. I'll get uh, I'll get a dolmio like pasta sauce and some canned tuna. But like I might put a chili some chili flakes in there. I, I like get to play around with spices and stuff. So remember, when do you put reckon... the chili flakes in your dorm room? What? Well, oh, sorry. Yeah, like you have a real house. So I have a that's real where house. the fundamental difference is. You're going to have to adjust when you get here to the Ballarat. Yeah, fingers crossed if I get in. If I if I make through the audition, you which will, will definitely babe, not be highly physical and enough. make me babe, cry. You will get in. You, babe, just, you are good enough. You should just do know. it. I don't know. You should. Can You're I just say? Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom. I just... How fucking stupid do you have to be to go on MasterChef in the fucking finals week and have a $10 and challenge make, and, and make fucking basic dumb fucking yeah. shit? How, like how okay. fucking dumb can you be, Cam? It was basically, oh. they called it the $10 challenge, but it was basically the soup and omelette challenge. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking disgusting. Justine made an omelette. Like, can we wrap our heads around that? At least soup involves, like, some level of uh, cookery. Making and a fucking omelette is something that I did when I was six years goddamn old. <laughs> like, who and is all- this woman thinking she can be in the finals of a national competition? They're playing for $100,000. And a book deal. And a big book one. deal. And a book deal. You know, books sell well. You can't make a yeah. fucking omelette. Books omelet. are really popular. Books. Make a fucking omelette book, mate. Who's going to buy that? Oh, my yeah, God. Omelet. Oh, but I put roast capsicum and some fucking feta cheese in. Good one. Good one. Like, it's still a and fucking omelette. You folded some eggs. Can I say how special with it? absolutely Sorry. outrageous it was that all but one did vegetarian meals? I mean, come mm. on, and guys. That's not real food. And who won? <laughs> uh, yeah. And who won? The person the with the person. real food. The one person the that did a meal food. instead yeah. of an entree. This is absolutely ludicrous. Everyone knows you yeah. can't make a tasty, delicious, high quality master chef style meal without yeah. meat protein. Like you don't add meat, you get an omelet. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. If, if a meal doesn't have meat in it, you just eat omelets. Just mm. eat omelets. Crazy. What kind of that's, way is that's that the live? old expression. Yeah. That is. <laughs> you're either that's what thriving they say. or you're eating omelets. Yeah. Mm. There is you're never gonna be a day. <laughs> there is never gonna be a day where MasterChef incorporates vegetarian food into their challenges. And There's says, just not possible. And says that's better mm. than the meat dish. That's mm. never going to happen. Mm. No, never. Because no, it's no. not a real dish. It's not real. That's no. f- exactly right. I think the word appetizer is the right way of putting it. Mm. I'll eat some vegetables as an appetizer, but if you don't Maybe. give me something with beef mince or a pork chop in it after. Mm. Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a happy girl in 2009. I think George summed it up well when he said, It's finals week, Malakas. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he, he said that? He did say that, that? yeah. <laughs> he did say that. And he said, Chop, chop, Malakas. Is that before yes. or yes, after he George. adjusted his yes, pants George. very suddenly? Yeah, there was this shot of him that I don't know why they kept it in, but there was a shot of George adjusting his pants. It only went for two seconds. But it was the most petrifying thing Mate, if I have we were, ever seen. If our, for any reason, if our human predatory. race, yeah, if our human race were having to show aliens, like trying to communicate with aliens and show them for whatever reason what a, um, what a sexual predator looks like, <laughs> we would just show them that clip. 
<laughs> we just broadcast that out into the ether. Now we're, we're not like, saying because no, we do have enough first. listeners. No, but he's that got this a could fucking way a about him. We're not you know, saying just, that George no, Columbaris at this point. Zach and I would predator. like to remove ourselves from Joe's <laughs> comments. <laughs> Joe is making this statement, yeah. uh, but we're not saying that. We're saying and if, he's if a one silly wanted to demonstrate, he's a eighteen-year-old art student. It's just an observation. He doesn't know what he's saying. Exactly right. But Joe, d- Joe hasn't received the DMs from, from relatives of people that have competed on this show yeah. <laughs> saying that they're aware of this podcast and have listened to yeah, it. Yeah, and let me tell you, Joe, if you receive those DMs, you feel like pure shit. All right. Even though they say, no, it's absolutely fine, the relative of mine that was on that show that you have been shit-talking for, for the last ten months, he's fine with it, or she is fine with it. Well, you... L- don't you still feel like you've killed a puppy? Yeah, I definitely. You still and, feel and like I feel, pure condensed shit. But I must say, <laughs> honestly, I got nothing against Justine as a human being, and I actually think she's a very uh, charming, lovely, lovely woman. Um, but I must say, defiantly, what the fuck were you thinking, <laughs> cooking an omelette? And yes. let me say, and I hope you hold some regret for that. I, I hope you do. I hope you feel she, bad sure, about it. I'm sure that she does. I don't yeah. know if what you a know silly, this. silly move. I don't know if you've watched the, uh, this show previously, Joe, but up until this point, it's really differentiated itself from your American idols and your Australian idols uh. because the judges have actually been really nice and warm. Yeah. But it's finals week now. Oh, man, mm. it's finals week. It's finals week now. They have and switched, haven't they? They have mm. switched. And, 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 and it, it, I, if, I, if this wasn't a reality show... And, and because our 2009 understanding of reality shows is that they are 100% real and not orchestrated by producers or editors, this wasn't a reality <laughs> show, I would, I would think, well, maybe they set them up by doing mm. a $10 challenge because it's nearly impossible to do something of mm. any calibre at $10. Mm. Yeah, in under yeah. 45 minutes. Maybe they set them up and they wanted most of them to do badly so they could yell at them. Yeah. But mm. that's not the case. It's not, not the case. The case. It's just pure reality. Just playing out. That would make for great TV. <laughs> would but it they, would? But that's but they would never. They would never set something up. You like can't that. orchestrate <laughs> reality real TV. Exactly right. Yeah, how do you do exactly. that? It's real people, and you're filming it. That's like, it. I don't mm. understand how you would. I've watched it. Big Brother. They don't. They just leave them to their own devices. They don't even yeah. intervene. <laughs> no, they, they they bring the competitors on, and they say, "Do the challenge." And then they do it, then they go home, they film it, and then they edit the truest representation of that that they possibly can. Uh, Do you guys watch Big Brother up late? Yeah, I love it. Mm. It it gets me really horny. Yeah, Yeah. I love it too when you get to see their dicks in the showers and stuff. I used to watch a lot of Big Brother up late, but now I have all of my friends' boyfriends' porn. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, (laughs) I because I didn't have internet. I didn't have internet. So (laughs) I just um, had my last year... I just had um, my phone, like my uh, mobile phone, which didn't yep. have internet because it was a Nokia. Um, and I had the computer lounge. I lived on campus, so I just went yep. to the computer lounge. But I couldn't mm. watch porn on the, the computer, computer yeah, lounge. Absolutely not. Yeah. So I may or may not have last year at the age of 18 gone to a service station with my friend Spencer and bought a, magaz- a porno mm. magazine. Yeah, it's good to do. Yeah. And then kept it in my drawer. How great are zoo magazines? Well, I got a full porno magazine. I got a people what? magazine. Oh, was, did it, was it sealed? Was it sealed? It was sealed. Um, yeah, full, full naked. Wow, full, full naked. naked. Like full you naked. got, you got vagina. Yep. Yep. Oh wow. 
Yeah. Um, wow. That's fascinating. That's cool. I've still not seen one in the flesh. You? You've never seen a vagina in the well, flesh. Well, I'm only 18. I've never seen a oh, vagina. No, <laughs> you would have like six I think months I, ago. I, I think, think I just have, yeah, just yeah. recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. How was the experience for you, Joe? Re- pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a good time. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Um, anyway. I'm uh, glad I waited. the $10 challenge. You're glad you waited. I'm glad I waited. You know, a lot of people are just like, oh, I just... Do do whatever, Joey, and then you know. Mm. But I'm like, I've mm. got a reputation to preserve. Number one, because mm. um, everyone thinks of me as a pretty upstanding member of the Arts Academy community, and not at all, and a fine Christian gentleman as well. A fine yeah, Christian gentleman, Christian, yeah. and and mm. also haven't even heard the term man slut bandied about. Not at all. <laughs> Because and I love, we do, of course, I just want to point out, we live in the age of qualifiers yeah. um, where, where mm. anything that is female, uh, we can't just transfer the word over. We have to add man. Add so man. Ma- manzillion, uh, yeah. manslut. Uh, guy liner is a particular favourite of mine yeah. because they've taken the female word of I. I yeah, <laughs> and changed it to guy. Yeah, guy lights for highlights. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yep. Very clever. Um, and also, just because I feel it very necessary, because we haven't done it for the last two minutes, just want to confirm that we are in 2009. <laughs> yeah, we're in I'm just going to do that quite often uh, just to on this re- episode, yeah. I feel. Just to reiterate... That we are having this conversation in 2009, in 2009, which is why it's okay. Yeah, and I um, feel like maybe one day this won't be, I don't know, politically correct. Like, because mm. <laughs> the world is changing before our very eyes. And I feel mm. like um, maybe one day they won't really look on this conversation as couth. Yeah. How crazy to think that this would be offensive. I know. Um, so okay, I, so. I wonder what, I wonder what, what in 10 years' time, people will find offensive. You know mm. what I mean? Like, mm. I feel like mm. we're so enlightened. <laughs> it's true. I don't know if it gets weird we art watch, school. I mean, like... That's the thing. You have to keep in mind as well, like, even though I'm not at art school yet, I feel like I feel like I could be an art student in mm. a year. Mm. Um, art students are different, man. Well, like, we are enlightened. Man. And yeah. by enlightened, I mean we like to have sex with each other. Yeah. Which means that you're enlightened. We're liberated. Well, and, and I've got to say... Yeah, we're, we're liberated. We're, That's the word. We're also mm. very forward thinking. We live in the age of sex in the city. We live in mm. the age of girls with Lena Dunham, who is a voice of our generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just have to say, I can't see a situation where either of those shows are seen as um, pro- problem- problematic. Mm. Problematic. No. Yeah. Mm. I can't see... No. Those are the, like the forward lights of our of our... Of our time, yeah, yeah. But having so said happened? all that, I, I do see problems in George Columbaris's future. I just wanna, really, I, I just, just I don't see that. that. Just don't see that man. It's just so fucking aggressive, mate. Yeah, don't you agree, Tom? It's something he just that, fucking goes at him, mate. Yeah, this is not good, Malaka. That's this is shit, Malaka. This is Qatar, mate. And we all know this that. Like, have you seen that new chef, Gordon Ramsay? He's not going anywhere because he's too aggressive. It's the same. Yeah, he thing. likes to yell yeah, at people. Way too Ramsey. aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, people won't take to that. I mean, it's just not going to take off. Like, good on you, mate. But you know. Um, so young Julia wins because she's the one who cooked the actual meal that yeah, had yeah. meat in it. Put some um, fish in it. Good job. And she got to pick the core ingredient for what was a Greek-themed 
Mm. Yeah. Uh, not mystery box, but a Greek-themed, you know. Invention. Invention test. Case. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, And she picked sardines, eggplant and goat. Mm. Yeah. So out of those, she got to pick. Oh, yeah, sorry. Out of, she she out of sardines. Three of them. It, it's almost like I watched these episodes a while ago. She, right. <laughs> she, she picked, had to choose between sardines, goat. eggplant and goat, and she chose goat, which excited mm. the titties off meat guy. Yeah. Off, uh, off old lamb chops, Chris. Yeah, he was like, yeah. I'm really excited. I can't do it like Zach can do it. Um, go, Zach. I've got to say I'm very excited about the fact that she chose goat because I'm the meat guy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> yeah, he loved it so much. Oh, this is very good. Oh, wait, I missed something. If they turn Snoopy no, into a man, I imagine him somewhat like him at the age mm. of 41. If Snoopy was an, a raging alcoholic. Yeah. Mm. He loves yeah. his beer. He does love a beer. He's, he's actually a, um, what does he refer to himself as? A beer merchant, is it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. He's, yeah. So what happens is um, he... Just uh, means a man who drinks a lot of beer. Someone will come around and they'll be like, what are you making? And he'll go, I'm making this. But I'm putting beer in it. And they're like, oh. wow, okay. <laughs> That's clever. And that's um, the thing. It's going to be like a lot of reality TV shows, I feel, where you get the best talent in the first season and then mm. it will just get a little bit worse from here on. So I'm it glad we're doing this now. It doesn't get better than Meat Guy. Do Meat you know Guy is so I, creative. Like how do you get more creative than putting beer in shit? Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say as well that Poe refers to herself as a der brain, which is the most mm. 2009 thing I love that. I've ever yeah. heard. She was like, oh, I just looked at the goat and I went, oh, well, I don't know what to do with that. I'm such a der brain. Yeah, I didn't know what kind of meat it was because I'm a der brain. She puts herself down, but there is no chance that she will not win this year. Oh, she's 100%. She has got it in the bag. Chris also says that he's willing to push a woman across the room to get to a goat leg, Mm. which I was absolutely fine with because it means he's passionate. Yeah. Um, Mm. Also, I don't know. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the last ten months of watching this fucking show, but Julie loves a caftan. She fucking loves a purple caftan. Yeah. I'm just putting that that out there. A caftan is like a really big, flowy tunic-style top, often worn with leggings. Mm. Um. Uh, you might see a lot of larger-breasted women wearing caftans over the age mm. of 40. Mm. Um, well, you wouldn't notice that they popular. were larger-breasted if they were wearing a caftan, would you? Mm. Well, yeah. I want to say as well that one of my favourite things said by George on this show ever was said in this episode mm-hmm. um, because it's so cryptic. Um, he just says, time flies when you love food. Mmm. Mm. Then something weird happened. So this mm. might just be a very 2009 reality television show thing. Mm-hmm. But young Julia burnt her pies. So she was making little pies, right? Mm. She burnt her pies. And then she said the word fuck 
six times yeah, she was in a like, roundabout. Fuck, 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 and then big stops between going. Oh, that was only five. Fuck. And they beeped it out each time for over the period of about twelve seconds, and they kept it all in. <laughs> <laughs> like they kept the whole thing. It wasn't just like she went, oh fuck, beep, and then they went moved on. She obviously freaked out. She burnt them. She was like, fuck, oh fuck. Oh, and so it sounded like this for 12 seconds. Oh, beep, beep, oh, beep. Oh, beep for 12 seconds. That's a lot of time. It was just a woman or a girl, a little girl looking in an oven and, and, and beeps. Was, that's what the visual and the sound was. It was so long. Yeah. Jesus. That's but so you know what? Funny. The thing about this, you know, MasterChef is it is the best sound design on TV and the best lighting on TV. It looks and sounds Fucking phenomenal, and they're at the top of their game. So, I think I'll just defer to them as a good decision. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. They, they clearly know what's going on. They know what gets the ratings, you know. Um, mm. But also, I do, I do worry. I get this just worrisome feeling about Julia, right? Because she, she's only twenty three, mm-hmm. and she puts a lot of pressure on herself for a twenty three year old. You know, yeah, she's certainly not. Um, just developing her craft in a natural and supportive environment like we are at university. She's she put herself in a, in quite a pressure intensive environment. She's 23, she's swearing at ovens, and I feel like she's opening herself up for the potential for I don't know, let's say like an older gentleman to swoop in and fill that void of self-confidence. Mm. And by older, you mean something like twenty eight or twenty nine, right? Yeah, that's no, like an no. old man. I mean, like an I old mean significant, man. like like what? Like eighteen years older than her. Eighteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> ballpark. That's, ballpark. That's quite. That's quite a bit older. I can't think of age. anyone in the show that is that much older than her, other See, than Meat Guy. Okay, let's, mm. let's, oh, um, look, it's not going to be Meat Guy. <laughs> it's gonna be, no, let's not be silly. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, fun fact that we learnt from this episode is that mm. pine nuts are a Greek Viagra. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. And George tells that to Justine while maintaining very direct eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> he must have really liked that omelette, huh? Yes. Um, and she looked, she genuinely, like, they couldn't edit it any she differently because her face was just like, she looked a bit distressed. Yeah. About that. Yeah, um, she was genuinely upset. <laughs> she was genuinely like, why would you say that to me? And not but that there's like, anything wrong with saying that in. to a That's, woman was, at all. But it's <laughs> the fact that they leave it in. Yeah. This, why this, did they leave uh, this shit I in? have a feeling that finals week was meant to be like half hour episodes and they've just gone, fuck it, it's doing well, let's get as much ad money. Because there is so much and they left it in. There was also a point where George was talking about the different ingredients in a pie and his voice did that funny thing that you can't really recreate where it gets kind of at the back of your throat and he's Mm. like, there are so many delicious ingredients. There's white chocolate, there's uh, raspberries, there's lots of different things and I just want to see you guys achieve it and go out there and just make a great meal. Chop, chop. And he's just gargling on his own saliva. And they left it in. They left it in. For the purposes of time. We can't do a retake. It's live reality television. It is live reality television. And we're just going to skip straight to the end. Say Meat Guy did win. He did the best goat. Mm. Um, And Justine and Julia fucked up real hard. But it wasn't an elimination 
at this, all. So they don't it? get no, it wasn't. They don't go home at all. But Chris is given an advantage, mm-hmm. and he gets to find out what it is that they're uh, going to make. So the next episode, we see Chris finding out that this episode is about pies. And not mm. only does he find out that they have to cook two different pies, he also gets given a small recipe book oh on my pies. God. I mean, <laughs> so they said, Chris, this is your advantage. We're cooking pies, yeah. You found this out now, yeah. So congratulations, there's your advantage. But also, here is a small book of five hundred recipes. Yeah, called five hundred pies. Now, and you is, could browse that you know, in your at your leisure. Browse. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of browse, you guys have heard of. Um, Obviously, Google's the the new biggest search engine. I just yeah, reckon yeah. it would I be still, sick. I, I asked Jeeves. Yeah, I still use I, Yahoo. But I, 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 I know Jeeves a lot of people that Jeeves use well. Google. Yeah. yeah, well, Google's, you know, for better or worse, it seems to be the front runner now. And I would think that in time, he's not going to need that small recipe book. But at this point... It's a clear advantage. It's a clear exactly. advantage because no is one else. Is it though? In two thousand and nine, I no. don't know. I think like I you think could definitely still were, fucking Google it. I think there yeah, were people. Like, I think there were magazines still uploading recipes in oh nine. I'm pretty sure you could look up recipes online. Like it mm. might have been a bit of a pain in the ass. It might have taken a bit of time. And yeah. they may have only had like one computer at the house. They might not even have, have the internet. One. They, he could have gone to the library. That's true. No, they weren't. They're not even allowed phones, mate. Yeah, that's true. Maybe oh, they're not allowed. That's a good the point. He needed it. Yeah. They're not allowed. So that's and actually then, the big and then Mika, he was like, there's no way I can fuck up with this type of advantage, mate. I'm just going to take this advantage and I want it to snowball from here. Boom. Straight yeah, I'm going to win, round. cunt. Boom. There's no fucking way I can fuck up with this advantage, cunt. I just there is going to be gonna a win. domino effect. No it's going to be between me. pies like my fucking pies. <laughs> It's going to be a domino effect. The final two will be me and Julie, and I'm going to win. And if I'm not in the final two, I'm outright just going to be fucking annoyed at myself because as if two chicks are going to beat me for the final two position. (laughs) This has been the most distressing 20 seconds of my podcasting career. (laughs) I think think it's going to be between Chris and Poe, though. Yeah, we know that. I think he's pretty confident. It's got to be between Um, Chris and Poe. Also, when he was given the book, they then flashed flashed back to the Big Brother house that they're all staying in, and he'd hidden his pie book (laughs) under his mattress like it was a porn. Of his child's bed. Yeah, which was of his child's bed. Naughty magazine. It looked like it was pornos. And he's just like, I'm really lucky that I've got this advantage because now I can read my pie book in peace. Why did- and he goes into his bedroom, lifts up his mattress, removes 500 pies that was provided to him by <laughs> Gary Mehran, and he just reads his pie book. Is he's he- just reading, his, he's just perusing his pie book. He's yeah. not like taking notes or like remembering <laughs> one recipe that he's chosen. It's him the next morning just perusing his pie book. Yeah. It, just like, is he sharing a, nice a room present. in... I can't remember. Is he sharing his bedroom? No, they no. were sharing rooms. But, but now he he's got his sharing, own. but he, he's got his own. Well, he's probably yeah. maintained some of that sort of paranoia because no one's coming into your fucking room to check if you've got a pie book, <laughs> mate. Like, And if they saw it, they'd just be like, he's got a pie book because he's a fucking chef. They're not going to be like, oh. Like, we've all got cookbooks. Fuck, hurry. Yeah. <laughs> hurry, read the pie um, book. So... Basically, they all have to cook pies. They all find out yep. that they're going to have to cook pies, but because Chris had the advantage, he knew which pies he was going to cook sure first. Did. They mm. cooked two fucking pies, a sweet can pie s- and a savoury pie. Mm. And can I say with this challenge, um, so that it was two pies, not just one pie, two, two pies. pies, and they had two hours to make them. Yeah. 
Um, I can't see a situation where where in twelve years' time I'm watching. Uh, where the idea of making two pies in two hours is mm. just ludicrously simple on this show. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They make them, they even have to do their own crust, mate. Yeah, they, they can make their own pies. Like, what they the get, fuck, They get mate? the recipe for it, though. Did they get a they, recipe? That's, that's true. They, they got they a recipe for, for a, a sweet pie crust and a and savory, savory pie. And that's what I mean. It doesn't get harder than this. It's too hard. Yeah, that's pretty hard though. Like following a recipe in 2009, it's hard to follow a recipe. You no and then how the fuck did half of them fuck it up? Like how <laughs> shit can you be, mate? Honestly, well, I, this, this guy's like, I've never made pies? a fucking pie crust. It looks and tastes like shit. I'm like, you got a recipe <laughs> for it. How did you do that? Guys, um, so yes, these are the final six on MasterChef. But they only had two hours and they had to make two pies. Yeah, I know. Two whole pies, one savory, one sweet. And and on that, right? Okay, let's just let's zoom in on Lucas because I feel like we've left him out a little so bit. So Lucas is Greg Norman. Greg Norman. He's a yeah. professional golfer. Professional golfer, part-time he barista. He bet, he bet Curtis Stone who loves farmer's markets and hates supermarkets. Yeah, yeah. He's anti-establishment. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't see that him. changing. Anyway, no. uh, I think Greg Norman... Is a garbage cook. I think he's, I think he's rubbish. Like he's fucking. The fact that he is just swooned, just swooned into fucking finals week like he owns the joint. I mean, mate, did you see that crust? Like, honestly, I'd rather, I'd rather get a fucking shoddy crust. I'd rather get a bowl of meat and pour some cornflakes over it. That'd be fucking better than the crust he made. Poe was the only one that made anything that looked edible. Yeah, like everyone else. Poe won. Like, did Poe win this challenge? Yeah, she won this challenge because mm. everyone was shit. Can, can I say? No, she was like, <laughs> yeah. let's be fair. She actually reinvented. She did a fucking sandwich. What, mate. Yeah, she did do a bit of an ice cream sambo in the uh, dessert pie. <laughs> yeah, but, that's not a pie. But, but she was the only one pie. that didn't make a pie. Make a pie. She actually won. Yeah, clever. Uh, the thing. The other thing I loved. Uh, the other thing I. Um, Loved is just how challenging it was for all of them. It, this is now finals week, and 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 it's got to be the hardest challenges. It's got to mm. be they've got to mm. really deliver. And I think making two pies in two hours with limitless ingredients and recipes for the short crust. I'm gonna say after I watched that episode, nigh on impossible. Hey, <laughs> after I watched that episode, I fell asleep. Um, and I had a dream. I had a dream. Um, and in that dream, there was an episode of MasterChef. It was a team challenge where they all had to do, they did an hour and a half of prep. And an hour and a half in, both teams were told to swap. To swap. And with no ingredients, just tasting what was there, they had to work out what the other team was preparing. And then that was their thing for another hour and a half. That is a nightmare. Then did anyone have to, in that have to dream, win it? In that dream, yeah, and then they had to, like, cook it, turn it in. In that same dream, 20 minutes before the 50 diners arrived that they had to feed in their team challenge, they were told that 10 of the 50 diners were vegetarian and Mm. they had to do vegetarian alternatives for all 50 diners. And in that dream... That group of MasterChef contestants handled those sets of challenges better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. of them in this dream were the same people. Well, the from reason the Poe was in this dream. The reason they handled it better, Zach, is because it's yeah. fundamentally easier than cooking <laughs> two pies in two hours. Think about the logistics. Do, yeah, Zach, do they even know clearly. how to make a pie crust? Oh, well, sorry, they had a recipe. Do (laughs) they even know how long to cook the pie for? 
Gary did say okay, it takes have, 25 minutes. Right, right, mm. right. But it's not like they had access to an open pantry the entire – oh, wait, yes, they did. They did. Mm. They did. It was it a just, big one, It doesn't man. get harder. Mm. And you've so, got to realise tw- they only had 25 – like it takes 25 <laughs> minutes to bake a good pie. Yeah. So they only had Four an times. hour and a half. Of extra fuck Before around they time. Can put it into the oven. They only had an hour and a half of time for literal tears to spill out onto their workbenches over their two <laughs> two pie in two hours situation. I'd They're like all fucking shit, mate. That's all I'm gonna say. That they were all given pie making ingredients, like pastry mm. ingredients. So it was pie plates, butter, icy icing sugar, mm. delicious cage free eggs, mm-hmm. um, and some flour. So mm. that's what they had to cook their pies with. And previously in other episodes of our podcast, we mentioned that the words sausages, for example, and Christmas mm. were just repeated constantly. I felt the same. Pie, the word pies lost all meaning to me. Mm. I mean, uh, particularly. The, the amount of times I heard the word pies. But, but also mm. pie and po in the same sentence. That was very so confusing. You got I Julie, found. Justine, Julia, pie, po, <laughs> pum. <laughs> Yeah, it's P too much. Po, pum. Um, yeah, it's fucking too much, eh? It was, yeah. But um, it, anyway, moral of the fucking story is Lucas was rubbish and absolutely deserved to go home on the back of that. Yeah, and he did. And he did. Because he mm. cooked up a shitty pie. What did he make? Matt Two shitty pies. Bacon there was pie. nothing yeah, and, redeeming. And Lucas didn't listen, Lucas didn't listen to Matt because they, before they started the challenge, yep. Matt said very clearly, bad pie... Bye bye. He did. He does. There was he black and, and white. Can man. I just add that often I feel like Matt Preston says something that he had pre-planned and that it was all set up and he knew it when didn't he was going to say. Seem very reality TV, did it? No, no, a hundred percent. When he said bad pie, bye bye, bye. he thought of that on the spot and he was mm. fucking chuffed. Yeah, he <laughs> was so pleased with himself when he came up with bad pie, bye-bye. That's very clever. Um, and it's a classic line and I think we'll be saying it for years to come. <laughs> bad pie, bye-bye. Bad pie, bye-bye. And, so everyone, uh, Joe touched on this, everyone in this challenge fell apart. Like mm. there, the was, seams, there was so much weeping and there was some aggression. At some point someone threw a plate into the sink out of anger. Jewel, it was very Julie aggressive. Julie pulled out her dessert pie and it fell apart and then her filling was liquid so um, it became a puddle and she called mm. it her puddle pie. I mean, Julie pie. had uh, such an emotional reaction to her puddle pie. For a moment, I like, I, I, she, I, I nearly cried and I'm not joking. I nearly yeah. cried. But she was yeah. so sad and she was questioning her choices. She seemed, and she seems lovely. Like I like seeing the, the vulnerability in, in Julie, she's she wears her heart in her sleeve and she she cooks the same way and I really value that. But at the same time, there is just no fucking way in hell she's winning this series. No, no there's no, no I mean, we're talking about she's, she's she's completely lovable. Yeah. Australia love loves her. Yeah. They think mm. she's great. And I think she's, she's put a up lot some of really good dishes. Absolutely. Sure. But it would be it would be a travesty. If say her and Poe got into the final two, yeah. and Julie beat well, Poe, oh, there's no yeah, chance. I don't think she's yeah. make that's it like a that, that's like someone who can make a good jaffle versus someone who can fucking serve you a confit of duck with foie gras. Like mm. it's not even a mm. fucking competition. It's not mate. a competition. Yeah. yeah. Um. So um has already previously been established. Greg Norman put up went yeah. home a shitty pastry. Back, back to the back nine, eh, boys? Yes, yeah, mm. so he's back. 
and he's gone. Poe mm. wins, which is also very, very exciting. Uh, well Because um, she won for the second time. Yeah. So yeah. she's now gotten two advantages. No, wait, no, no she didn't. This is her she first won for the event. first We've time. We've got a whole episode. To and, go while, and while, and while, and <laughs> while, I was looking at the time like, okay, we've been recording for an hour. We have to fucking end this. <laughs> we have a whole fucking episode to go. We're only forty minutes. Well, I'm bringing us back. Okay, uh, <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, good point. While Meat Guy had the advantage for this challenge and. And turned out some good pies. Like, let's let's be real, you know. Like, if he came around to my house on a Sunday afternoon and we were barbecuing some meat, drinking some beer, and he whipped up a couple of pies like that, I'd be very very happy. Like, they were good pies. Mm. Yeah. But he didn't win. But he didn't win. And it didn't go no, to didn't, didn't go win. to plan because he was like, if you guys remember, effect. I'm gonna fucking win this, <laughs> taking advantage and going in the next round and beat everyone who comes <laughs> into my fucking path. And that didn't go to plan because Poe beat the, the other shit thing out is, of him. I mean. The advantage that uh, he had was good. Like he could prepare, he could think about what he was going to do. You know, he could have a think about the sort of pies he was going to make. And I was expecting a comparable kind of advantage for Poe. I was expecting Poe to be like, all right, we're going to, it's a theme for the next challenge. Um, It's an invention test and we're going to um, give you the heads up. We're going to say what the theme is um, and we're going to let you pick out of three ingredients Mm. and you're going to have a day's notice on which of the three ingredients you chose and what the theme is. Poe comes to the front and they go, you can choose the theme out of any theme ever. All (laughs) all concepts in the entire world. Any concept. Yeah, and you it was it was absolute insanity. <laughs> and you get to choose out of any ingredient in the entire world. You get to choose the two ingredients. Yeah, and um, and uh, she chose Malaysian, mm. and she chose lingfish, which I've never heard Literally. of. Literally, like, even now. I mean, even in ten years, I won't yeah. have heard of lingfish. You've got you've got no fucking another five contestants, well, four by now, because see you later, mm. Greg Norman. Contestants who can't even cook pies. And she's she's thrown on the Malaysian cuisine and ling fish. How are they going to go with that? It's uh, it's it's pretty phenomenal. I mean, I would think I'm I'm just going to assume Poe's been in the competition a long time. They have time to talk. I would assume at some point some of them sat down with her and said, "Oh, you're from Malaysia. You know, your family's from Malaysia. You mm. like Malaysian food. Um, what is Malaysian food? Mm. What sort of flavors are featured in Malaysian food?" Um, so I was actually, when she chose Malaysian, I was like, look, in 2009, I probably, I don't know a lot about Malaysian. Maybe in 10 years I'll know a fair bit more because I know a Malaysian people and I've been to Malaysian restaurants. Mm-hmm. But in 2009, I don't know a lot. But I would say if people have been li- living with her for the mm. last three months, it's probably come up in conversation. They've probably noted think. it. Yeah. They've, um, thrown, they've bandied about a luxor or two. There was, there was... An ominous sign at the start where they where Justine Justine Schofield said, "I'm really worried that, that Poe has chosen an Oriental theme." Yes, I picked up because I went home. I went home on an Asian dish. I'm worried that she's gone with something Oriental. Oriental, and I'm going to go home on that. And I thought, "Oh no, yeah, you're fucked." Yeah. These people. Don't know what Malaysian food is at all. <laughs> they, and they did it. 
Oh my no, god! But they did. But but what I what I liked is that there was a very um, very clear cut uh, definition of of what Malaysian food was and and the way that they enforced it, where George mm. Columbaris would go up to the contestant as they were cooking and he would say, "What are you cooking?" And they'd be like, "I'm doing fucking duck," and he's like, oh, "Okay, is that is that Malaysian?" And they go, "Yeah, uh, I think so." <laughs> and then he goes, "Well." Well, that's it then. Definitively Malaysian. If that person who ten minutes ago knew nothing about Malaysian food said, "Yeah, I think so." Yeah, but but they did say at the start, "It's Malaysian." Yeah, think lemongrass. Yeah, yeah, and that was it. And I'm not yeah, and not then, really then, sure any of them use lemongrass until yeah, like later. It wasn't like no, they but then, built no, a but dish then they around. showed Julie handing out lemongrass uh, who, because who, lemongrass who outright is admitted she was like, "I'm cooking a Thai dish because I know Thai." <laughs> She's and like, I'm just trying to twist it into Malaysian at the end. That's I'm, like me she going. She said, "I'm making a yeah. Thai dish. I'm making a Thai curry. I'm just adding some of the flavors that." No, that's like someone someone making a Chinese cuisine challenge, and someone's made a parmigiana and just gone. Uh, I'm going to cover it in honey, and that's going to be my Chinese dish. <laughs> I'm going to put some Chetuan peppers on Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it'll be fucking Chinese dish. Like, mate, you didn't make a Malaysian dish. You made a Thai dish. The thing I love about, like, uh, I don't think I know this now, but I think one day I'll know that Malaysian is a a combination. It's a a combination of... I think I learnt this. If Poe ever gets a show on SBS, I'll learn this here. Malaysian food is a combination of Chinese, Indian and Malay. Mm. So those were the three, like... Uh, cultures that came in so it's a combo of those three cultures so i feel like if 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 you went to the malay if you knew that poe chose the theme and you wikipedia'd malaysian food (laughs) the night before (laughs) the first sentence on wikipedia probably in the first paragraph of wikipedia they're going to say chinese indian and malay yep you could probably Hazard a guess to do any one of those three cuisines, fold in some of Matt's ingredients, you're going to be all right. Mm. The fact that at least, I think, two people just did Thai dishes. Thai. Just, compl- yeah. just yeah, outright Thai. Like, it's just like crazy. And I mean, so the so challenge was I feel like no one's going to talk about it now, but if we were in a more um, sort of scrupulous environment, some would say that that's culturally appropriating. Um, yeah, that's a bit rough. It, yeah. It's also a bit funny that like um, uh, f- the four judges are white men. Yeah, yeah. Had, hadn't noticed. Yeah. Hadn't, oh yeah, I didn't notice either. But it, it's they also went, um, it, what you it guys feels very evened out was... because of the female host. It feels like that's... Mm. Well, yeah, that's thank God she's there. But um, mm. what you guys don't know is a few weeks ago they went to Hong Kong to learn how to cook fried rice by four white men as well. Mm. So good. that was pretty cool. So, um, so basically they had Harry. to cook... They had to cook two dishes, mm-hmm. uh, the one with coconut cream and one with ling fish. Yep. Mm. Uh, that was the and Matt Moran was there. We all remember him. He was a mm. the big bald babe. Yep. He was there. Mm. Um, what I loved about this episode was the amount of puns they made using Poe's name. They sure did. They said, "Unleash the apocalypse." Yep. Mm-hmm. They said, "Oh, the Polar Coaster is back." Mm. Yeah, because that was as a stretch we know, one, but. that was good. Though. Yeah. As we know, Poe gets That's very good. flustered, um, mm. and she bites off more than she can chew. She she tries to do too much. She's very messy, um, and fingers crossed. She'll learn from uh, that. 
yeah, fingers crossed that one day she'll get an opportunity to come back to the MasterChef kitchen and prove herself to not be flustered, bite off more than she can chew. Yeah, just and, uh, just yeah. stick to, you know, tried and tested recipes. <laughs> that being said, and though, just she does make a fish custard, which sounds... Fucking disgusting. That sounds, that sounds like a nightmare. And it was the, it, the colour of it. It was a colour I've never seen. She also, it, I've also never, that, she invented a colour. Mm. Fish custard. <laughs> she and, blended um, curry pastes and lingfish and created a colour that has never been known to man before. It was it's sort of, it was gross. a shade of beige. Yeah. Had um, flecks in it, little like burnt orange flecks. I, I'm very confident that her meals were the best. I'm very confident of yes. that fact. Um, but I also think that if she had just done something real full-on and stinky, the four white judges still would have had to have given it to her out of, like, <laughs> just being like, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you win. <laughs> Meat Guy made something called a nasi goreng. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, but he called it the Nasi Chris, yeah. which mm. might so be smart, the worst he? play on words I've ever heard in my He's life. And he smart, looked mate. so smug. But also, I just want to so point out that if smart. I were, if I were, a, let's say, twenty-three-year-old woman in that room, he would have really charmed me in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> just something about it. <laughs> um, so we're just going to smash through this last little bit because fucking hell, we've been recording. It's fine. So uh, do we, it was, is there anything of note other than who won and who lost? I mean, clearly Poe won. I mean, why are we talking about this episode <laughs> so at length? Poe po won. chose the ingredients and the, and two, the cuisine the two that no two. one else could cook. I know, yeah. insane advantage. So the bottom two were Julie because she undercooked her lingfish and Julia because she steamed her eggplant and just made a big. It was a, just a big. Just a rubbery little dildo sitting on a plate. Like that's what the steamed eggplant looked like. Yeah, it's it miserable. looked really gross. Yeah, mm. it didn't look nice. You got to crumb it. You got to um, do so something with it. Unfortunately, Dal. You surely you would use in any um, sane cookery mind. You would use um, some of those uh, some of those crumbs. What do they call them? Not not mm-hmm. tapioca, but. Um, you guys yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, what you put prawn cutlets in. What are they fucking called? Yeah. What's a crumb panko, called? Panko, panko crumbs. Thank you. That's surely that's like crumbs. that's making it Malaysian then and there, right? Panko that's crumbs. some advanced <laughs> cooking in 2009. Panko mm. crumbs, yeah. Breadcrumbs, yeah, breadcrumbs. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. You're a cultured man, Joe Koski. Uh, um, so Poe wins overall because Matt describes her dish as poetry in a bowl. Poetry, um, another good three, Poetry. Yeah. Poetry, that's very good. Um, the bottom three are Chris, Julia, and Julie. Chris is instantly safe because Julia and Julie were the shittest. <laughs> and then they, no, but they did they did this weird thing where they made the three of them tell the judges why they think yeah. they should stay in the competition. Yeah, like that for no reason, for, like they were except just children. to embarrass them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah. They made their decision and yet they still made each of them say why they shouldn't go. Rem- and yeah. then bloody young Julia bursts into tears and is like, I don't feel like I've been given a good opportunity because you removed me from the competition on Because I was, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I was so good. I was so good. I was a real out. competitor. And you, you just, just took, took me out, out of the competition. So I'm now competition. in a position where I'm losing against people that can't cook fucking pies. Yeah. Because I... Yeah, this, this bitch just made a fucking puddle and called it a puddle for the last... <laughs> 
fucking thing, and now I'm at risk of losing to her because I yeah, stink a fucking you, eggplant. Because you, you took, took me, me out. out of the fucking Because you took me out. You put, I was a sous chef for an angry man for the last fucking two months. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I think I should stay because you removed me from this competition, yeah. set me up for failure. Anyway, they send her home yeah, send her because packing. she steamed her eggplant. So Julie Goodwin is safe. Young Julie they didn't Goodwin, even eat. who made a Thai curry. They didn't even eat her fucking dish because it was <laughs> uncooked. Yeah, that's right. It she didn't edible. cook her fish. So Gary was like, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, I can't, can't eat that. I can't eat Surely that, that sends then, you home after you do a puddle and then you yeah. nearly kill the judges with raw fucking fish. Surely you got to go home at some point. No, not this week. It's not against not against someone who wasn't even in the competition. <laughs> she hasn't even been in the competition. So just like that, both Greg Norman and young Julia, the returning yep. champions of the Celebrity Chef Challenge, See you later. are out as soon as they came back in. Yeah. It, it's just very weird. May as well so not Poe won again. Poe won again. And we found out that Poe gets the advantage for the next episode, which mm. is knowing what the dish is that's under a cloche that they all have to cook. And we also mm. find out in the coming up on MasterChef Australia tomorrow that Adriano Zumbo cooked what's ever in there, mm-hmm. which is the crock and bush guy who Ben Russell described as the man who loves to eat pussy. Mm. <laughs> and it's still, to this day, <laughs> that's my favourite thing anyone has ever all seen. All I can see. Oh, Zumbo, yeah. and they, can I just say, they use Zumbo so well because Zumbo is a master patisseria. That's the name. Yeah. He's introduced crock and bush to... Uh, the world to Australia. He's introduced profiterole to Australia. He's introduced macarons to Australia. Is it macarons or macaroons, Zach? I, d- I still don't know. We still don't, we don't know, know, do we? And will we it's ever know? Weeks later. No, we'll never. Know. Maybe one day I will know, Maybe. but I won't be able to tell you because I'm in character. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but the thing I think the really good thing that they do at MasterChef is they know with Zumbo, he's an incredible pastry chef. But he has no personality, so they um, so they know to not try to make him talk all that much. Mm. Uh, mm. God forbid anyone ever thinks it's a good idea to have Zumbo, an entire show built around Zumbo. Mm. <laughs> mm. That, that would be bad. I, I also um, see everything to do with Zumbo being a lasting business proposition and not just a fad. Don't you guys? Yeah, if Zumbo should get into the Melbourne market yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now. If not stack. in a few years when commercial real estate is untenably expensive. Absolutely. And Joe, he should get should it in South Yarra where it's In a few years, Joe, worse. you yeah. should um, ask Zach to tell you a story about meeting or seeing Adriano Zumbo with a backpack on. Oh, it's, a, it's a great that. story. I bring he tells it up it, every time. He brings it up so much. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I've heard it many times. Guys, thank you so much for watching all that MasterChef. Mm. Um, and Wasn't beyond that, actually, more importantly, thank you so much for making such beautiful music with what with Who's Marty. You're so welcome. Um, thank you. Tom, what, uh, what cover to- are you working on at the moment, Tom? We just um, finished up a whole EP of covers that you can get on our MySpace. Just a quick little plug. Yeah, um, yeah, You please. can download. Oh, please plug as much as you want. And just a, and the latest cover we've just done is uh, "Reptilia" by The Strokes. Where, oh, I love um, The Strokes. Joe plays it. Can you talk on a little bit about guitar. what "Who's Marty" is? Sure. So basically, Joe's the best singer songwriter probably in Australia, and mm-hmm. I'm probably 
one of the best guitarists in Victoria. So we thought that would be a great amalgamation of just Joe being a beautiful singer-songwriter and me just taking guitar solos every time he draws a breath. Yeah. (laughs) Just shredding on the electric guitar. Just shredding. I love it. No drums, no bass, just pure acoustic guitar, shred from me and awesome focus just In many ways. It's adrenaline. It's masculinity. It's um, it's party, you know. I gotta say, That's I love it. I saw you guys at um, a Ballarat pub mm-hmm. do, doing a show. ABC night the, wasn't. Um, yeah, it was anything but clothes. Where yeah. we we out, we built our costumes out of anything but clothes. I built mine out of tape. How good was Sam, Sam Lingham's out of, um, out news, newspaper? Was it? Oh, I was he in cardboard boxes, cardboard, slabs, beer, beer slabs. boxes of yeah, beer. Clever boy. Um, Malcolm I have to Nash say, I was in newspaper. I love what you guys do. Um, uh, uh, Joe, your voice is godlike. Um, Thank you. But bringing in that 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 shredding of the electric guitar—it's like yeah, a it's wolf. like a wolf, it's isn't like it? It's like a masculine, angry wolf. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the god and the wolf. It's like the ethereal and the vicious. The god wolf. It's really? it's the god wolf. That's the, I think of you guys as as the god of wolves, the god wolf. Interesting. Um, and I'm going to say, actually, I absolutely I... love. Uh, Who's Marty? Which is your band right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a great name. I, um, a great name. I obviously I haven't heard you guys yet um, because I don't know you. We're not great friends. Mm. I don't mm. know you yet. However, I do know Tom Armstrong because mm. Tom and I met when we were sixteen doing a high school production of Grease, mm. and so I saw him and his ama- He's got amazing vocal skills as well because I saw him as what role were you playing in Grease? Do you remember? Uh, it was only three years ago. <laughs> no, I've forgotten. I don't remember either. I don't remember what role you played, but we were in a high school musical together um, of Greece, and he's great. He's got amazing timing. Yeah, Tom's, um, which is really good, and he's also great with the ladies. Oh, isn't he? Yeah, Tom oh, loves the ladies, and the ladies <laughs> they love him. Uh, Do those tracks exist anywhere? The the Who's Marty tracks? Do they no, I yeah, think we've lost absolutely. Them they exist the everywhere. Two. We can play some for you if you want. What do you, what do we got? <laughs> what what um? Do you have an electric guitar on your top? I do actually. <laughs> I'm tuned down though. Oh my god, this is massive. That's fine. What well, is? I think I think we should close off with this while you guys set up. Um, yeah. uh, you guys set up for you. Who's Marty? Uh, do you want to decide what you're doing before I wrap it up? Uh, what are we doing, Joe? I mean, it's hard to know <laughs> what to play, isn't it? It doesn't have to be a song that Who's Marty actually did. It just has to be in the style of Who's Marty. Great, <laughs> um, right, before you start, we'll wrap up really quick. If anyone yeah, wants to follow you guys on Instagram or anything like that, What's Instagram? You guys have, what are your handles? Something that's going to be massive in about 10 years. And My housemate Tim Fencham has it. It's like filters and stuff. If you were to have an Instagram, what would it be? I, I, yeah. Actually, I edited a photo on that once and didn't realise I'd posted it to the whole world. Um, oh, I hope right. that doesn't come back to bite me in several years. Uh, <laughs> mine's just my name, at Joe Kosky, J-O-E-K-O-S-K-Y. And Tom, what's yours? Uh, Tom Dom underscore 11. <laughs> um, it's like condom. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. Um, thank you so much, guys, for coming onto this podcast. You are the best, and I'm so excited You're to so hear welcome. this. Who's Marty? <laughs> this is our cover of um, something by Blink One Eighty Two. What?
key you're playing in, Joe? I've tuned my guitar down. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a lot so lower than you. It's originally in G, and now it's in F sharp. Um, just play it. Just just play it down a fret. So, um... <laughs> this yeah, is magic, guys. Go. I'll, I'll go back. Take your pants off. Take it away, Tom. Probably can't even hear this. Normally your guitar would be plugged in And you'd have all the distortions on Sometimes But sometimes not And this If Julie's dessert pie Could make a fucking sound This is the sound it would have made We'll see you all In half a week's time Thanks so much guys Bye Thanks Thanks for having us Mission Zach Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.